0: The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen. What's there, Mama?
1: Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck.
2: How do you do?
1: How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice don't say nothing at all
0: very nice you can sit by me
2: everything's so wonderful (laughs)
0: come
2: on get up come on get up where are we going up to neverland
0: you must kiss me excuse me please princess one kiss unless you beg for more
1: Hi, I'm Lisa Hendy, and you are listening to The Secrets of Disney, where we talk about everything Disney, from theme parks to movies and shows. We delve deep into tips and information and fun discussions, and sometimes serious discussions too, as we explore the intersection of pop culture and faith. Today, we're going to have a conversation about some of the financial challenges and furloughs being faced at disney and also a little chat about disney plus too and joining me on today's panel are my uh co-hosts and friends deborah Shaven. hi deborah hello and david hanlos hi david hello well you know um trying to be as upbeat as possible we're on day who knows what of the coronavirus uh lockdowns and i think we've all lost count at this point and um You know, here on the podcast, we always talk about sort of fun things related to Disney, but I think it's fitting that we we look at some of the financial challenges and the repercussions that this is having on um, not only families who had intended to visit the parks this spring, but especially on Disney employees that are uh, really being impacted. And we're very blessed that Deborah has such a great background and uh, maintains so many close relationships with Disney um, families. So, I thought we could kind of tap into your expertise, Deborah, to, to lead us into this. Would that be okay?
2: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I can only speak to what I've heard in a few instances with people I know, but um, you know, I, having worked for Disney for so long, it's it's kind of like I kind of do know what's going to happen, and or I can make some inferences of what's going to happen, and and I have some information about uh, rumors of of how the new normal will be at Disney once everything
1: starts to open back up again those are the secrets that we want to know you know before we dive into that though i thought it would be kind of nice for us to maybe talk just a little bit about how this is impacting our own families um and we're as we've talked about on previous podcasts we're all kind of in different situations so david how um how is your work being impacted by you know what's going on with the covid um quarantines
0: well um We've been fortunate that my employer has just shifted us all to working from home. It's I'm an IT worker, so it's more seamless than than some other jobs. But it's it has been a huge adjustment. And my my wife works for a, a nonprofit that helps out uh, that helps out uh, families that need help with uh, babies and uh, with baby supplies. Uh, and so that's been a huge bigger stretch for her. So trying to do that's not something that can, that can be necessarily done from home very well so
1: is she is she still working or is she kind of furloughed during this time
0: oh um, they're they're working definitely definitely certainly reduced hours and just limited services but uh trying to coordinate uh all the changes uh that she's still working pretty much full-time for the moment they're probably have to reduce hours further but it's a nonprofit that's been in that's provided to at risk families for about forty years and they're gonna try and do it for as long as they can.
1: I think their services are probably needed now more than ever. Exactly. So Deborah in, in your, your day job, your non uh side job, what what's going on with you and work? I know last time we were together you were working from home. Is that still the case?
2: Yes, and and the weird thing is is that um so I work for the university system in Nebraska and uh, this week they decided to close entirely the university system, meaning I can't even go on campus into my office without a letter. So it's like, it's kind of a scrambling week for all of us because I'm actually not anywhere near my office. I'm at my parents' house, 200 miles away from my office and and working from my parents' house where I can kind of keep an eye on my parents and 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 it's a very rural area of nebraska it's uh, very very small in fact before we started this i'm like i don't know if i can um record today because there was a tractor in the field and <laughs> you know, in the house and i'm like well it's making a lot of noise but uh, it's gone away now so uh, but it's just a uh, uh you know i i do have a, one full time job and two i guess you would call side gigs and um, one of my side gigs technically could be considered essential is that I deliver groceries.
1: Oh my and goodness. Then,
2: yeah. And so I would, I've been, um, I've been making a little extra money on that. I won't lie. Um, it's been, um, but it's also, um, it's a little scary out there when you go into the stores and you're like, huh? All right. Well, Schrodinger Schrodinger's human. We'll see who has it, who doesn't have it, who doesn't know they have it. You know, it's kind of like, don't know.
1: So, a little bit of faith, right?
0: Well, so... It's d- pretty stressful there, too, yeah. yeah. David,
1: you probably don't have to, like, don a mask to do your job, but Deborah probably should be doing that for her job. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, well,
1: it, that's the fun thing. And before
2: we get into um, the serious stuff, as, um, it, and this could probably wait, but I'm going to tell you right now, is that a, a friend of mine, a Disney friend of mine and I are talking about, and the next time we go to Disney, we're going to have matching Disney masks. Like, oh. you know... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about that in, um. Uh, when we start talking about uh, what's going to happen after everything opens. I'm but... positive
1: some enterprising soul has already put those up on Etsy. Oh,
2: yes. Yes, there are. <laughs> and they're kind of pricey, but I'm I'm like, ooh, I want that pattern and that pattern. And um,
1: I might um, pull the trigger on a few of them. I don't It'll know be yet, like so. the new magic band. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's dive right into this conversation about kind of the reality. And I think... Um, you know, we can all look at the industries that we work in and see. You know, I, I feel like when I wake up on on looking at Facebook or Twitter every day, I sort of brace myself for updates on um, people who have lost loved ones to the virus. Um, I'm seeing those regularly on my social media feeds, and also people whose jobs have been impacted. Uh, David, are you seeing that? In where you are with your connections?
0: Uh, I've uh, I know some you know I, I know some people who I haven't officially lost anyone to it yet i know some people who think they may have had it and are feeling better now after a couple of weeks but of course some people can't get tested so it's hard to say yeah um uh, so it's yeah so we're just uh and there's some of my family members that we're kind of watching like a hawk who have existing pre-existing lung conditions so yeah so just uh i i know people who are at risk or may have had it, but aren't sure. about it for the most part.
1: And Deborah, you had shared, um, you know, in off kind of offline conversations that you're hearing directly from friends, and you know, we read in the in the media this last week about furloughs at Disney. Can you give us a little bit more of a kind of um, idea of what that looks like? Is that everybody that works at the Disney
2: park? No, or
0: it's just who, like every
1: other oh sorry it it's just like every other
2: company it's um certain essential employees will still be there, but they're um basically they're taking away um people whose jobs are are non essential meaning um more of the creative field um people who are uh you know their sole purpose is to Serve guests that aren't at the parks right now, so a lot of salaried cast members. So people who get a, a monthly, you know, every amount every month. um, People who are part of like the attractions, the people hourly cast members who are not union. That's <laughs> so the union employees are. If you're part of the the work unions that are in Florida, um, you're somewhat protected. But if you're not, you have to go on furlough. And then um, I I think. For the most part, I would say probably 75% of the workforce at Disney will be going on furl- furlough on the 19th of April.
1: And pardon my ignorance, but is fur- does furlough basically mean that you're just not getting a paycheck and then you're, well, there's a nice train for us. And, Sorry, and then that was... No, that's good. <laughs> Laying and arriving at Main Street Station. No, I'm, does, does that mean that? Um, does that mean that you? Um, I'm so obviously self employed. Does that mean that basically, when this is over, they reserve the right to call you back and stick you right back into your job, or do you have to reapply, or how does that work?
2: For the most part, um, what furlough means in Disney's sense is that the the cast members will still have insurance, believe it or not, they'll still get their their benefits. Um, they just won't get a paycheck. But then, yes, when they get uh, to the point where I imagine they'll be calling people back in stages. So when it's time to go back into your role, you know, they'll they'll uh, call everybody back. Because guess what? They also lost about a sixth, if not, well, it's probably 20% of their um, employees, they actually outright canceled their contract. So it was college program. So people who were doing international ex- like Disney has its own international exchange program. Um, so um they call them cultural ambassadors. And then they also have um every college in and university in the United States. Um, they tap like, you know, ten to twenty people from those college, you know, every every semester to come down and work and um, earn a little bit of extra internship uh, credit and um, a little job experience. And it's a very, I went through that program twice, the Disney College program. so So
1: when you get canceled and that, it impacts you not only financially, but those are students who's, college curriculum is being impacted by this did you hear anything about you know if you're doing this and it's meant to mean a semester's worth of credit are those kids still getting that credit or yes. do they just how does that work
2: well they're just saying that they're telling all of the colleges that yes they completed their courses their coursework and that mm. it was okay so they're giving them kind of a here you go um, we understand now because you know the the problem with those college programs students is that they all lived together in dormitories like if you were on a college campus so they were all living in um disney provided housing and and florida was like you can't do that so they had to send them all mm-hmm. away um which is you know for some of them it was hard because they didn't you know they had to fly overseas and it, at that time it was hard to get overseas and uh you know so there was a, a big scramble with um regular cast members to give people a, a place to stay, um, you know, so that they had, a until they could figure something out, um, some of the cast members who were living in Central Florida were opening doors for these college program students to stay until they could figure out a way to get home.
1: And they obviously will be unlikely to just, when things open back up perhaps in June, um, you know, they're not going to yeah. come back and pick up where they left off necessarily. Right.
2: Right, wow. they suspended that program through June. So, if the people were hired to come this summer, they probably are not going to be able to do that this summer. Which means Disney might have a um a lot la- cuz those cast members tended to do like um you know, uh, food and beverage. Those cast members did um you know, the serving part portions, they did most of the frontline, I guess, greeting portions, you know, attraction, running attractions. So that's one of the things that might, they might need to hire um, more people prior to park opening to adjust for the loss
1: of those frontline cast members.
2: And I know Uh,
1: essentially that like having visited places like Epcot that, you know, when you go to the kind of international um, pavilions and Epcot that, the flavor that you get is probably largely from those international students who are serving in those places. That's
2: correct. You know, a lot of those, those were the, for what we call the cultural ambassadors, meaning that they come from, Disney goes to their country, recruits them, they serve a year and then they go back to their country. So those those students are probably back in their countries right now as well.
1: Wow. And I,
2: So I don't know how that's going to impact Epcot's reopening, you know. Granted, they could probably um, find enough people to fill the roles that needs to be filled, but they won't be cultural representatives until, you
1: know, probably until fall. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, David, do you have any sense um, in where you're living? Like, are they giving you a sense of when things might return to normal or I mean, is it just sort of walking no. into the abyss?
0: Normal's pretty relative at this point. Everything is, you know. Everything at least in this area is pretty much down until a lot of things have just said till um, early May. So I'm I'm not you know some people have said till April 30th, but I'm I'm based on based on the overlapping timelines. I'm assuming like best case they might see some gradual easing of things uh, of restrictions in May. That I I, if if someone just said okay everything everything's open for business again all at once, I'm not sure how well that'll work i'm ho- i'm we're all we're all kind of hoping that there'll be like some kind of gradual easing of openings in may or or June. um so,
2: i can i hope. can I say something that's really um yeah odd, and i don't have any i don't at as of us recording this podcast and it
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: um so my father is an over the road truck driver he works for himself and so he was in Florida last week this week he went to um Washington state so he basically cross country. And today he's in Wyoming. He's going to be back sometime this afternoon to celebrate Easter with us. And he said, all the cafes are open now in Wyoming. They opened them today.
1: Really? Uh Interesting. Yeah,
2: Yeah. And I don't, I can't substantiate that claim. He just says that's the signs he's seeing right now as he's crossing Wyoming is that they're, they're opening cafes back up because, well, Wyoming, let's face it, it's a little bit like Nebraska. It's kind of sparsely populated, and mm-hmm. and maybe they can afford to do that. I don't know, but it's it's interesting. Um, and I hadn't had uh, time to look it up. He just called me two hours ago and said, "Yeah, cafes
1: are open." Wow. So you know, Deborah, well, I want. Oh, go ahead, David.
0: I would say like, well, yeah, that's one of the interesting things about Nebraska. Like Deborah said, it's pretty sparsely populated. So there's um, like I'm in Omaha, which is the most populous part of the country. Uh, of the state i mean and so it's it's locked down similar to i mean uh what a major city would be like where whereas if you're like in you know, david city or Shadron or something you know, probably not not so bad The, the so the so in, in nebraska the there isn't like a, a there there's there's more strict measures depending on where you live in nebraska
2: yep and well and and it's actually town by town okay so i know this is not secret to disney but Um, so my parents live in a town of 200 people and, um, yeah, and I bank in a town seven miles to the West, which is a town of like 1200 people. And then we go to church in a town, in a town, um, six miles to the East, which is a town of like 900 people. And so I went to go get, um, a few things from the grocery store and everybody in there was wearing masks, which I thought was odd for as rural as this part of the, the country is. And then yesterday we went to go work on some stuff at church and I I ran into um the grocery store on that side and nobody was wearing masks and they all looked at me cuz I was wearing mm-hmm. a mask and and I was like wow that is a strange dichotomy that's like a 6 mile difference.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. weird. So, yeah. I mean and and I mean you guys can't even begin to imagine what it's like here in Los Angeles so oh, you know oh, to circle back to the the Disney thing for just a minute Deborah I wanted to ask you do you have a sense? I, I wondered about this. And then I think I saw that Disney security and probably mm-hmm. landscapers are still working. Is that, do you think that's correct? Yep. That they're still like a bare bones, essential personnel yeah. in the parks. So um,
2: yeah, let me just break down. Like I was thinking about this the other day and like, who's going to be essential. So yes, first and foremost, it will be Disney security. Um, most of my Disney security friends have not been furloughed and um, and, Back when I was hired into security, back oh my gosh, that was t- almost twenty years ago. Um, they said, you know, if if tomorrow Disney were vaporized into a pile of dirt, they'd still need people to to guard that pile of dirt. So,
0: <laughs> so we own that dirt,
2: right? Exactly. So there, um, you know, security will always be the last, um, last cast members to be working at Disney. Um, and then of course you get the people who manage the cast members and, uh, the people who make policies. So like the, um, the, uh, ma- you know, um, senior management and, and all those kind of people. Um, and then you have, um, yes, landscaping and engineering. So people who fix things and, um, like you might get a skeleton crew at the hotels of front, like front desk managers and, um, housekeeping managers who will make sure that, um, You know, supplies are being ordered that everything's ready for when the parks actually do, you know, uh, open back up. So there are probably a a few essential employees that are like uh, within every department, so so to speak. But then mostly it'll be what they use on Graveyard, which is security and um, engineering and um, and, you know, uh, skilled labor to fix things cuz right now would be a good time to make sure the park is extra clean and everything's fixed and um everything's freshly painted and and ready to be opened.
1: Yeah, that's um, you know, all those
0: are pa- all those are pairs they never had a chance to.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, my husband keeps saying I don't understand why they're not um out on the 405 freeway. <laughs> Fixing, right, fixing the, the highways. When we have a third of the traffic that we usually have. Well, that's so interesting. I mean, I, I definitely I mean, when we talk about the intersection between fun and faith here, I think, um, you know, it's a good reminder just to say extra prayers, not only for health and safety of everybody, but also for all the families that have been financially impacted by this thing that, you know, we find a way to work together to bounce back as quickly as possible and that we you know, look at ways to support those who are in need. And Deborah, I want to thank you for kind of sharing that inside perspective on on what that's right. like there. You know, in the time that we have left, um, I, I think it would be fun to pivot for just a minute to something that's not so depressing. Um <laughs> as we talk about fun things. And so we all figured out that we all have Disney Plus. And so Let's talk about what we're watching on Disney Plus and what we recommend. Um, David, you guys have it in your home, right? Oh yes. Is it getting a lot of use these days of, of quarantine?
0: Um, it's getting, well. It's it's actually getting. Uh, we're uh, we're we don't know how much longer we can we can we'll be fortunate enough for this, but you know we have a couple of days a week our we have a in a person who watches our kids for a few hours during the day, and then they come back here. It's the only place they can go, but um, it's there and back, but. They get they get uh, they've got to see onward now Frozen two and so now they want to so they'll see those here now too, and I'll have I'll have uh, my old favorites playing in the background randomly while um because I just like background noise but um I've had gar- I've had gargoyles on repeat for forever, for quite a while <laughs> and the and the old Spider Man and his amazing friends from the eighties <laughs> pretty much oh, all wow. superhero.
1: so uh, you have that going all, on while you're working
0: I just it's some people are wired to have things running in the background while they're working on something, and for some odd reason, it helps them focus. I'm one of those people.
1: <laughs> I, I admire your ability to multitask. I'm I'm the opposite of that. I have to have like babbling brook or uh, crackling fire mm-hmm. sounds, no words. How about you, Deborah? What are you watching on Disney Plus? I was just um,
2: impressed, and that's one of the weird things that came out of this pandemic is that. Onward, which was slated for theater release this month, went straight to Disney Plus. And well, not straight because there was like a week or two where you could buy it and have it stream for 20 bucks, which I thought was fine. I would have probably paid that. Um, but I did watch Onward and I, I tend to, I try not to do it while I'm working because I can't tune out movies as much as I'm like you, Lisa. I need something that either I, have heard 20 million times like, you know, oldies music or classical music or something that I can kind of tune out. But if it's words like podcasts, I can't do that. I can't do movies, new movies while I'm working. Otherwise I just can't focus. So if I'm going to go Disney plus, I am probably going to go classic Disney. Like I watched the jungle book. I watched, um, one of my favorites, which is Ludos Amigos. I watched, Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I watched a whole bunch of really bizarre, like I would say not bizarre because they're a classic, um, Disney old like short stories, like uh, Ichabob and Mister Toad, The Adventures of Ichabob and Mister Toad, and um, you're doing a other? deep dive. Uh, yeah. I I, <laughs> I know I just can't get into the new stuff. Apparently, I'm I'm getting to that age, um, uh, and so yeah, I've been doing. If I'm watching Disney Plus, it's usually the classic Disney stuff or or shorts or. Um, it's mostly animation and occasionally a Marvel uh, movie. I am still trying to catch up on my Marvel um, movie watching.
1: David did did you watch Onward with your kids?
0: I did not yet. Um, just uh, un, unfor- the the one the one thing is about about this whole current schedule is that we don't we don't get uh, except for the weekends we don't get to watch a lot together um, uh-huh. because kids have have on I mean even though they're not in school, they still have school work. So as, when I pick them up, um, we still have like an hour and a half, two hours worth of stuff to do at night. And then it's bedtime. So um am hoping to watch some stuff with Disney, some actual new things, just like Deborah, Deborah I just watch background things. I can't watch anything new right now and I'm hoping to watch something new with them soon. But like we've like, you know, we do classwork with, I mean, my kids are four and seven, but we're still doing classwork. My daughter yeah. did, my daughter did, uh, is doing her dance class via Zoom uh, right now. So I had to learn how to turn our kitchen into a dance studio. <laughs> um, so our our evenings are kind of packed. There's not a lot of down veg time.
1: Deborah, have you seen it yet? Onward? I, I watched it once.
2: Well, actually twice. I watched it once where I was kind of half paying attention. And then twice I'm like, oh, I need to go back to the beginning and kind of see what's going on. And I Did you watch
1: it, Lisa? I've watched half of it. And to tell you the truth, I sort of like, I I don't know. I just wasn't like, I wasn't really feeling it. And so mm-hmm. I need to go back and watch it because it's had a ton of positive buzz, but um, it didn't grab me right, right from the start. Well,
2: I, I got to say, so I have a, a friend who lives in Central Florida. He He's not a Disney cast member, but his goal is to watch 100 movies a year. Wow. So he's a big and then he writes these detailed um descriptions in his personal review of the movies and i read his onward one and i totally agreed with him which is it was a good movie it was entertaining but it wasn't you know a blockbuster um movie like you know like what we're used to seeing like uh moana or um frozen or anything like that but it was it was fun to watch and and here's my th- take overarching take and you should yeah that's probably if you want to tell tell us dear listeners what (laughs) your thoughts of onward was if you watched it and see if you agree with me about this point which is it it feels like the answer to the harry potter conundrum meaning it's our version of Harry Potter, in a sense. <laughs> it's like, we can't compete with Harry Potter empire that Universal Studios has. But maybe we can create something similar that has kind of a magical feel to it. And, you know, that that way we can maybe spin off on it and, uh, you know, and have, you know, cute little spells and, and wizarding kind of stuff. But so that, of course, has a dead
1: parent. <laughs> I right, guess Harry right. Potter like, has a dead parent. Too. Well, and I've,
2: that's the other thing, too, is like, okay, when I first turned it on, I was like, oh, yeah, their 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 dad's going to be dead. Sure enough. <laughs> um, Disney, that's like their, I hate to say it there, it would be almost too controversial, except for in one instance, one movie that I can recall where the, the parents have been divorced or getting divorced or or they live in, you know, our dad has gone somewhere else and that was toy story yeah so we never yeah we don't know what happened to andy's dad we can just assume that he's no longer in the picture whereas this it's like well what if it, this were a divorced family how would it change the dichotomy well disney doesn't want to touch that yet which is weird so <laughs> it's just easier to say that dad you know was a good guy and he died in some you know in unfortunately mm-hmm. but it's yeah,
1: I don't know. Well, it's... the reason that I have not seen it is because I spent all of my screen time, my elective screen time last week, totally binge watching Encore. <laughs> oh, really? Encore, yes. So Encore is a, an original um, Disney Plus series. And it what it does is it goes back to people's high school musicals. And it reassembles the cast of your high school musical. So they went to like twelve different high schools around the country. I think the most recent kind of class that was assembled was from the night from two thousand and eight, and then it went all the way back to one class that was from the seventies. And they redo in a week their high school musical, and no um, it is. I mean, it's like I cannot stop watching it. And I think yeah. I must have needed a good cry because I pretty much cried in every episode. <laughs> so if you like musical theater, um, they go through lots of the, you know, great kind of like classic musicals. Um, and it's just really, really fun. So that's what I was watching. And um, I'm also watching out for Call of the Wild, which I heard is coming soon, but I haven't actually um I haven't seen it on the platform yet, but Call of the Wild is something that I covered right before it came out. And if you have a chance to watch it on Disney Plus, you definitely should. It was really good. Very, oh, very good.
2: Hey, were you planning to cover Onward? Um, were you like going to a, a, a release? No, a, like a, you
1: no. Know, it's weird. Um, the interesting thing so, Call of the Wild was Fox, and so it was acquired when Disney acquired Fox, the project was acquired. Mm-hmm. And um, the way those junkets work, they they bring you as journalists to a junket at a, a hotel in Beverly Hills, and um, and typically it's just one film. But interestingly, they combined the, the two junkets that so that day half the journalists were there covering covering Onward, and I was covering um, Call of the Wild. So you kind you kind of got either or. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Because I got to meet Harrison Ford that day, I was quite happy to be on Call of the Wild. That's so cool. It was very cool. So yeah. Well, we want to hear from you guys if you're if you've been watching something on um, on Disney Plus. Um, definitely let us know what your favorites are. Um, whether you're old school like like a uh, Deborah Shaben or. Um classic Marvel like David Hanlos. <laughs> David, if you did have a spare hour or two, what would you want to watch?
0: If I wanted to watch something, um to be honest, sounds weird, but I'd want to watch that Disney's Gummy Bears with the kids.
2: <laughs> oh. I love that.
0: I uh, <laughs> I I uh, I found the theme song for the for that once on YouTube, and they're like, "We want to see that because it's just this little, just the intro, and that's it." But now it's on. I I think it's on Mm -hmm. Disney Plus now, and like now I really want to watch that with them.
2: Well, there you go. I think that's one of Disney's better made animated series. Like I really do, and it's it was so much fun to watch that growing up. And I and I'm sitting here singing the theme song in my head too. Yes,
0: (laughs) I'm not going
1: to sing it for y'all, but. Eat your candy and and Deborah, what's on your wish list for this week? If you get a chance to sit down and watch something. Oh,
2: actually, it's not. Um, I this is so not Disney. Sorry. Um, no, go for um, it. I've been. I brought home um a, a documentary called Love and Mercy, which is about Saint Faustina.
1: And oh, ooh.
2: yeah. So and about the divine mercy, and I've been trying to get my mom. Like, come on, let's watch this together. And so far, she's like. I don't have time. (laughs) So uh, that's actually on my list of things I want to watch this week because it's Easter week and I I feel like that's where I want to go. But I am now going to totally check out Encore because that totally when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that looks like a teen story. That looks like a, you know, like a something that's not necessarily for 40 year olds to watch. And now that you mentioned what it is,
1: I want affirmation that (laughs) (laughs) one thing that it caused me to do. This is so crazy, but I was actually just in the ensemble for my senior musical, which was in the music band. But my Mm -hmm. high school class um. At our last reunion, which was our, I think our 35th reunion, we had 300 people from our class at that reunion. And some of the main organizers of it were people that were in the senior musical. And so I actually, we have a really active Facebook group. So I went on there and said, everybody needs to watch this. And then one of our classmates actually burned DVDs of our senior musical and sent it out to a bunch of us. So that is what I will be watching this week. The <laughs> 1981 Day High School production of The Music Man. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love, so, that's one of my favorite musicals. That's awesome. There you go. I, well, it's not an encore, but if you like that genre, there's lots of other good ones there.
0: I'd be afraid if I got put on there. I was Society Max and Guys and Dolls. Oh,
1: <gasps> there you go. That's awesome. What would awesome. happen if that's you like had a, to I mean, reprise was, your role? Well, I
0: mean, it was like an ultimate <laughs> (laughs) bit part with one line but i just had to stand there and mug and mug for the audience most of the time
1: (laughs) oh Uh, that's so cool
2: i uh my my high school musical for my senior year was the sound of music and i had the only non-singing role which is uh the maid <laughs> oh, Freshmet. <laughs>
1: well, so watch, yeah, we... that's actually the very—it's uh, one of the very first episodes. Is the Sound of Music? So you'll love watching oh. that one. So oh, very cool. Well, guys, we are actually short on time this week, and we want to let you get back to whatever it is that's keeping you busy during the the quarantine time. And we want to wish you all the best. And I'm really grateful, Deborah, especially to you for sharing kind of on this difficult topic and giving us, you know, some perspective there. So thanks so much for that.
2: Yeah, well, it's, um, yeah, it's, when we first talked about talking about the subject, it was like, oh, I'm so depressed because I do mm-hmm. have friends who, who are furloughed for, and they have families and they have responsibilities. So it's really a, a hardship for a lot of people in central Florida right now. So I'm glad we're kind of addressing it. Cause it's like, oh, it can't always be sunny, um, and fun and all that. Sometimes we have to have a little dose of reality and this is it and we'll talk about fun stuff later like when it reopens and all that good stuff
1: yeah I agree though that it's um it's important to acknowledge this period in time that we're going through and you know it reminds us to stay close to one another in the way that ways that we can and to look around us for people who need help and love and support so that's what it's all about So, well, we want to take a moment to thank our patrons who've made it possible for us to create The Secrets of Disney. Um, Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Disney podcast and all the shows that we run over at StarQuest. And you can thank them and join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. We want you to be sure to subscribe to our show and Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or honestly, wherever you listen, or on the SQPN YouTube channel at YouTube. Um, you can find previous episodes of our conversations, including those that Deborah held before David and I joined her, um, at um, sqpn.com slash Disney and you can email us directly at Disney, dot, Disney at SQPN.com. Um, that's where we want to hear your feedback on what you're watching or your favorite trip or what you love about Disney. And you can follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media or on Twitter at SQPN. We're going to be back next time. Who knows what we'll be talking about? I'm sure we'll find something totally awesome. Do you have a suggestion? I
2: do. I I would like to talk about. I'm sure by then we will have more information about what the reopening of the parks will look like. So I'd like to talk about how we're how we're all going to reenter society after, mm-hmm. yeah. especially at Disney, because there's actual um, Disneyland in Shanghai is actually open right now. So um, I'd like to discuss that
1: and um, maybe. That is sounds so awesome, and I know, um, right? Yeah, and I want to just hear about how good of a dancer David is by the time now that he's got that kitchen dance studio. David, maybe you can show off your dance moves for us the next time that we're together.
0: Uh, the, <laughs> this is like my my wife had to had to really work with me to to for our dance when we got married, and even bef- and way before then in high school at the end of Guys and Dolls. The only thing that the dance instructor could say is that I got better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> most improved David Handler <laughs> well there you have it well Deborah and David thank you so much for joining me on Secrets of Disney and listeners thank you too I am um, your temporary host Lisa Hendy and be sure to join us next time and thanks so much for listening to Secrets of Disney on Starquest and ta-ta for now